Welcome to the Lovability Podcast. My name is Jennifer Stiers, and I'm here to talk love, relationships, sex, marriage, and everything in between. Hello, good afternoon, and welcome to the Lovability Podcast. Uh, we have changed times today, so uh, I'm excited uh, to see who joins us today. Uh, we are usually on Wednesday, and I'm here with my uh, guest, uh, Shella Sattler. Uh, Shella? Uh, first of all, Shella, say hi. Let's see your beautiful face. Hi, hi everybody. Shella is a, a dear friend of mine. I've known her for uh, probably about a decade, and uh, uh, I love you like a sister. Thank but I'm you. I am honored today to have her uh, here with us because Shella has um, she has quite a resume. So first and foremost, a lot of you may know her from the Powerhouse Dance Studios. Uh, she started Powerhouse, how many years ago was that? In 95. 95. So she started Powerhouse, but she was a Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders, an LA Clippers cheerleader. Weren't you for somebody else? Was it some another? Mavericks. The Mavericks. Uh, so uh, I thought you were another cheerleader for another LA team, but, uh, but uh, she was part of the Dallas Mavericks. And then she took over the Mavs dancers. I was wondering how they got so good uh, before I knew her. Uh, I thought the Dallas Mavericks were better than the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders. Leaders. Uh, I did. Thank I thought you. that their routines were amazing. I had no idea this was the the, the woman behind all of that. But we had just, as friends, we were having a conversation the other day about uh, femininity, and I was I was chatting with her about a conversation I had with somebody, and it hit me when I was talking with her all the practice she's had with women. I mean, her whole career with training women in the sexiest positions in the world. I mean, like, really, it doesn't get any sexier than having almost zero clothes on out doing a sexy routine. But yet there's a standard these women were all held to uh, outside uh, their job or, or their role. And this is the one that held them to it. And so we started talking about that and how women... Women today, it's such a big thing that I coach on uh, now. It, I spend a lot of time with strong, successful women on that balance of femininity because a lot of women have forgotten what it is. And and we've had some, Shell and I have had some amazing conversations about this. I even think Shell has brought some information to light for me, some things I hadn't even thought about that are going to, uh, they're going to help you all today understand this. Uh, so, but it's really important that we, we as women embrace our femininity and embrace our success too, because it's, it's wonderful all the opportunities that women have nowadays to be strong and successful in the workplace, but there, there's a fine line because there's still, there's still an expected um, feminine role in our life too that I think a lot of women can lose if it's not nurtured. So we're going to talk about that today. So Shella, first, I guess let's kind of chat about just so we get a little bit of background. I mean, you had a squad of this you know, of beautiful women doing in scantily clad, sexy outfits, doing sexy dance routines. Right? How do we? How do? How did you do that? How did you, how did you overcome that? Well, you know, there was two parts for the girls to train the girls. And, you know, first is their talent and their looks and trying to get a group of women that can not only 
you know, danced phenomenally and they were very, very talented, but also that were beautiful on the outside. But another piece of that was also going in to see what kind of young lady they were as far as their, you know, morals, their character, their integrity, what kind of, um, what are they like in the community? What are they like on social media? What kind of reputation do they have? Because and all that speaks. It does. It's not just who you are. It's, it is also that, that element of it is who you're being and yes. who people see. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I, I do, I, I've of course spoken to women a lot about that in their social media because it's a huge platform we're using now, even more so because you were doing the Mavs dancers like what, 10 years ago? 10 years ago. 10 years ago. A lot has changed in 10 years. I know. I mean, a lot has changed. Even though we had, of course, social media 10 years ago, now it's like this is this is people's platforms, right? It's where we work. It's where I work, I know. So image is everything. It's, it, it's not so much always what you say. It's also what you do, right? Yes. Right. Very it's, much so. And women, okay, so I want to say this. So Shella had a great point. We were just chatting about this last night, and she had talked about, and I guess I didn't think about it, but don't think about the fact that it is in our face every day. Like we, we do have important, like a lot of us have jobs, you know, whether we're entrepreneurs or have a, a job that we go to. And if we're in a management or leadership position where we're making big decisions, we are in charge. Uh, and then maybe we have to go home after that. We've got a husband and kids to take care of, and we're expected to wear all these different hats. Like, how do you switch those hats? You know? Yeah. I mean, that's what you brought up to me last night. Yeah. You're like, these women have a lot of pressure on they them. They do. Because yeah. a lot of the women, you know, are either, they're CEOs, they're running companies, they're bosses. You know, women are doing some amazing things now. Yeah. And they have to do that all day and call the shots, make quick decisions. You know, they're very... Um, you know, have to be very dominant, very yeah. strong. And then when they go home, they have to put on a different hat yeah. and be a mom. Kind of, because there is a management of the home also, mm -hmm. you know, but then there's also the relationship. And that's the thing that make I think is so difficult is flipping that switch from CEO to woman to, you know, to being that feminine woman, because there does have to be a yin and a yang. And, you know, the interesting part of all that is, uh, uh, the interesting part of all that is, is we were talking about how men and women unwind. I'm trying to watch social media too, because I, I'm not good at this. <laughs> I usually am Brad doing this, but it's me today. So I'm trying to catch up on y'all's uh, comments and questions. So thanks for being here. Uh, but, uh, but men and women unwind differently. So oxytocin is uh, a stress relieving hormone and men, men get rid of oxytocin and release it by resting. So when the man comes home and plops down on the sofa uh, and shuts down after a long day, that's how, he's, that's how he's unwinding and resting and getting rid of his stress. Where us ladies know, I mean, it's, it's, it is not a surprise at all that we get it through multitasking. We get it by doing stuff. So we may complain about having to cook and the laundry and the kids and the and 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 doing all these multitasking things. But that's actually what relieves stress for us. Um, that was like me the other night after the debates. I got I I cleaned and scrubbed my kitchen. I'm like cleaning everything. I'm like I gotta get rid of yeah. the stress. Um, but that's how we get rid of stress is by doing things. Um, so. 
fundamentally, we're just built differently, and so there has to be there has to be an understanding of each other, and there has to be a yin and a yang in all of this. But you were the one that like made me think like it's hard. Yeah, it it's is. It's hard. Okay, so Shella told me a story. Uh, she told me lots of stories uh, <laughs> actually, and and there were good ones. One of the ones she told me was about the fact that you lost your femininity, and you actually had. Some, a doctor say it to you when you when you went to him with adrenal fatigue, which is ever so common with with people like us that go crazy uh, working all the time. Yeah. So you go in with uh, adrenal fatigue, and the doctor says to you, "What?" He told me. He said, "You have to find your feminine energy and get that back," because I had gone over the top. I was a workaholic and highly driven, very dominant. Um, was building powerhouse, running the Maverick Dancers. Both of those uh, entities were doing phenomenally well. And I could see myself caught up with all of that. And I was getting stronger and, you know, I think a little more guarded and hard. And I was having severe adrenal fatigue. And he said, you've got to find your feminine energy again. I think it was interesting to me. So, you know, she tells me that the doctor says this to her, but he just tells her, he doesn't tell her how. He just tells her to go find her feminine energy. And and ladies, we know it's not that easy, right? It is not that easy just to flip the switch. And, you know, I had mentioned to Shella, as some of you ladies know, uh, from also being strong women, when I ask women, and Shella, it would probably amaze you, but the amount of women, when I say, let's talk about feminine energy, describe the word feminine to me, how many women cannot even describe the word feminine? They can't even, they don't even know what it means. And then I, I'll, I'll try to break it down. So I'll say, well, give me some adjectives, just a few adjectives that describe, you know, a feminine woman, uh, you know, uh, and, and a lot of times they're just at a complete loss. Maybe they thought of a couple words. You came up with some last night, though, because this is what Shella said. Shella said, well, what I did is I had to go home. He didn't give me a guideline, so I had to go <laughs> home and think about who I was as a little girl. You know, before I got thrown into the beauty pageant, you know, a whole world, right? Mm -hmm. Before I got into business, because she got into business kind of at a young age, uh, she had to go back to that and say, who was I? And you came up with two adjectives. I remember the top two you said. Do you remember them? Yes. What were they? Uh, being gentle, soft, very, you know, and I remember when I was a little girl, I used to be very, very soft-hearted, very sensitive, gentle. You gentle still are. spirit. Thank you. still you. are. And, you know, and that's how I remember being before I got thrown into this very competitive industry. Yeah. And it really hardened me up in, in a lot of ways that did. It was great for my business, but it was bad for my personal life. Right. Right. Yeah. And it 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 is hard to find that balance. And, you know, it's the first thing I thought of is, so what happens, because I've had clients that never were feminine, that maybe grew up with a family full of boys and did don't could not tap into any feminine energy. Like they have no idea what it is. And that does happen. So uh so I I think we we definitely need to understand what feminine energy is first, right? And those were those were two of the best adjectives, you know, to describe that is it is that soft energy. Mm -hmm. It is it is a gentle energy. And it is that energy of allowing and accepting 
You know, you think about as, as a woman, the one thing women say more than anything is, I want to find a man, and these are successful women, these are type A women, they'll say, I want to find a man that just says to me, I got this. You don't have to do this. I got this for you. And that's really what all women are looking for, guys. Um, and I know some of you guys do it, but that's what women are looking for. And I will say women get in their own way sometimes of actually receiving that. And that's the hard part, right? Yes. I, I had a, I've always had a hard time asking for help mm -hmm. and saying, you know, who, whoever I was dating, you know, I need help mm -hmm. or I need this. Do you mind? Right. I don't know why that felt so, um, cause I never, I guess, wanted to come across needy, but you know, a lot of times men really enjoy that. They enjoy for you to say, I need, they you want know, to be needed. They need to be needed. And they, they do. Yeah. And they'll, and if you ask, they will typically say, sure, I would love to help you with that. Right. Right. No, that is, uh, that is very, very true. I mean, this is, uh, this is what men feed off of. I mean, I, I, a good man really just wants to make us happy, ladies. It's amazing. <laughs> but they really do. And Ziggy, producer's laughing. Isn't that right, Ziggy? Uh, they really do want to make us happy. Uh, but they don't always know how to make us happy. And, and as some of the gentlemen that I was speaking with, one of them, Brent, watching, women don't always allow it. So sometimes men try to be gentlemen and women don't allow them to be. And we, we do have to, there is an accepting because if we're used to doing everything, you know, I, I always tell this story when my husband, uh, my husband and I had met and we barely got to spend any time together. He has two, he had two young boys. And um, so date nights were kind of, you know, few and far between, which was fine. But when we did get a date night, I wanted to go out. And so, uh, so one night we were about to go to the movies and we're about to get married and my house was up for sale. And so uh, my doorknob was loose going out into the garage. We're, we're, we're going out there and he said, let me just tighten the doorknob for you really quick. I'll just do it so the real estate agents don't get locked out or have an issue. And Shella, I looked at him and I said, I got it. I can do it. Like my dad's a builder. Like I get, I can do this. And he literally stepped back and he said, Jennifer, what can I do for you? Like, what can I do for you? Because he wanted to do things for me. And this was so many years ago. But it was, even without all the training, it was like that eye-opening moment where I'm like, oh my God, like I'm not letting, why would I not let him? Of course I can do it. There's a lot of things we can do. But do we want to do it? No. <laughs> you know? No, we don't. So it's it's great to have that partnership and we need to learn how to allow that in. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I have to let Shella tell the story because it was, this is the most sweetest that I have to, the this, this story of when you went to the, the guy told you off that you told me last night when you went to him with the, at the yeah. Mavericks. Yeah. When she was at oh. the Mavericks, this is a really, this is a really good story, but it's going to lead into another part of this conversation. <laughs> and so, yeah, it's a great story. I started crying last night when oh, she told me, I know because I love you. I want to pop him in his face. Well, anyway, <laughs> well, as you know, many women know, uh, the industry that I was in was male, you know, it's, it was male dominant. And I was one of the only fem female executive and directors. So I was uh, running a lot of the Maverick uh, games with almost all men. Yeah. And I mean, we would prepare weeks in advance for these games and things had to be, you know, we had three, two, three games a week. And so uh, everything, 
was very um, rushed. Mm -hmm. And so the guy that um, is running the mic said, Shella, um, we're going to change the the order, I said, no, you can't change the order. I said, everything, two weeks and hours of practice have been put into this, and you can't just change it. It'll it'll throw everything off. Right. And he looked at me, and he said, get out of my face. Go take some medication. Mm -hmm. And I remember my eyes started welling up with tears because it, it hurt my feelings. But I had to suck him in because I needed him to not change the order, and I needed to kind of fight for... You didn't my, want to show weakness. Like well, you, you said, you, you, you can't know? show weakness yeah. because As if a woman, they know you're balance. weak, yeah. they, like, will, yeah. they, they will start stepping on you and pushing you. So I, I, I had to stay very strong. But many things hurt my feelings, and I'd go home and cry. Yeah. Yeah. But the whole thought that, you know, it, it just, there are those moments because we are true, we are women, and we do we are more emotional, you know, and, yeah. and it did, it did make you emotional and you did, you, you, what was natural was you were hurt. I mean, what was natural was the tears, but you held them back because you felt like you had to be strong. And I think there's a million moments, ladies, that we can, <laughs> we can relate to this, whether it be in personal, our personal life or our business life where, you know, we have been taught and conditioned to be tough and strong and we're not always built that way, you know? No. I, you know, I had said it to Shella, and I, I still stand by it. I mean, I, I get that, you know, you have to show your strength and you don't want to be weak in a business because they'll take advantage of you. But at the same time, maybe it would have changed that man's life. As I told you, if you would have gotten to, because maybe he didn't realize the impact he actually had on you. I think it hopefully would have, would have hurt his feelings that yeah. he hurt you. Uh, but, uh, but Anyway, so I wanted to go. There's some comments. So Jenny, hi Jenny. She says partnership is a great word. Uh, I can uh, I can peel the dead mouse off the trap. Ooh, who wants to do that? Um, I can. I don't really want to do it. Just as many uh, just many examples of things. Um, yeah, don't put those little sticky traps out. <laughs> that happened to me in my old house, and I was like, oh my god, I've murdered a mouse. Um, okay, so uh, but. But again, true, we can do it. We don't want to. And Tina, Tina hi, uh, she says, there has to be a balance. Uh, we as women are created to be relational, and that is his plan for us. Uh, and and I, I agree, there is a natural yin and a yang. There's a masculine and a feminine. And it's so much easier, ladies, when we get to be soft and sweet and allowing and let that help. In. And if you've ever had a guy that did it, if you ever allowed a man in that did it, it is life changing. It is life changing. Uh, thank God there's still men, there's still families and parents that teach their their boys how to do it. Uh, so so guys, I'd love to hear from you <laughs> as we continue this conversation. Um, I'd love to hear from you on that whole concept of women not allowing you. You know, because that is one thing, Shella, that I hear from a lot of men is that women are so strong and they try to be gentlemen, but women, women don't allow it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's tough. Yeah, it is. And it, it's, it was, I know for me personally, it was hard for me to allow a man to help me and, you know, in things that I'd, I really would have loved and needed, but I almost didn't even know how to ask him and how to say, I need this without feeling, you know, weak and needy not knowing that he would have been so happy and honored to do it. 
So that was on me. Right. But that was, you know, that was a lot of feedback I used to get is let me help you. I d yeah. And I don't really think that, I mean, women don't want to appear needy, but men do need to be needed. So ladies, there's <laughs> a balance here because I get that we don't want to be that needy girl. And if you're not that girl, no matter how often you try to need something and, and go with, you know, go forward with your needs, you're not going to sound that way or be that way. Try giving up and surrendering a little bit to a man and allowing him in to do things for you, giving him the space to take charge because women complain about men wanting, like they want a man that's a leader. They want a man that's a leader, but yet then when a man tries to lead, then they get kicked back. I know. You know? So how did you finally learn, Shella? How did you, how, where did it, where did the light bulb go off where you said, okay, this is, this is who I need to be. How did you create that separation? Well, I remember when I retired, when uh, the company came and bought Powerhouse and I finally retired from the Mavericks. Mm -hmm. I uh, remember one of the main reasons I was excited to retire was I could finally become who I was created to be, which was this soft, sensitive, very gentle spirited uh, woman that I could not be you know, while in, during my career. So I was very excited for, uh, as Tina said, become God, who God created me to be instead of what my industry created me to be. And like I said, it served me well, successful in my career, but not in my personal life. And I was so ready to, to uh, develop in my personal life and meet someone and have all of that. But it also took me time to kind of begin that journey of finding my feminine energy again, asking for what I need, um, knowing who I am and all the, those type of things. And, um, that's what I started doing after I retired and, um, you know, started dating. You know, one of the things that we discussed last night that really helped you that, uh, I thought you could talk about a little bit. I have, continuously said to people on the podcast that, you know, uh, you have to know who you are first, you know, part of owning your own energy and, and understanding who you are and how you show up is, is knowing because when you get out of relationships and you're in different phases of your life, you're a different person. I mean, you, you are a different person. And so, uh, I think so many people go through life and they, and, you know, women, especially, I know a, a woman had said today, I'd posted, and she said something about the fact that, you know, she was thrust into this life of independence because of a divorce. So she oh. had kids and a divorce, and you think about, okay, uh, no longer have a partner. Mm -hmm. It's all on me now. Now I've got to get a our job, and I've got to do that, you know, I, I've got to take care of the kid. And so there's all this different level of responsibility. And so you're thrust in this whole new position. So not knowing who you are is going to be a detriment to you showing up, especially when you want to date, you know, especially when you're date. So Shella uh, and I had gone through some stuff earlier, many years ago. We had talked about the whole uh, I am process. And you had talked about how that helped you not only in your life, but with dating. So why don't you get, why don't you talk to the ladies out there that are single and, and it's a good, it's a good foundational come from to be able to say, 
here's something you can do to help you understand who you are. Uh, and I, I mean, obviously it's not going to, it's not going to help as much with the feminine energy part of it, but we'll talk more about that part of it as we go. So, well, what I think women are so hard on themselves and they have a lot of voices going on, you know, they're perfect, many are perfectionists and they're so hard, um, probably harder on themselves than anybody else. And mm -hmm. I was the same way. And uh, I, I did a list of the I am statements of, you know, I am sensitive, I am gentle, I am positive. I, and then I would read those in the mornings. And then I would also read those before I went out on a date. And it, it kind of helped me stay out of my head with all the negative uh, self-talk and, you know, you, you always worry you're not enough. You worry, you know, I don't, I know for me personally and many women, you know, am I going to be enough? Um, am I enough? That's a, you know, it, it's a constant battle because we, you know, we are hard on ourselves, but these Even are as amazing as you are and as amazing oh. as women are today. They I do know. doubt themselves. That whole worthiness is a is a conversation. Oh. It really, really is a conversation. And women really are truly amazing today. I mean, I throughout my career working with those uh, girls, you know, every year I had a new you know, set of twenty, and to watch them grow and develop as you know young ladies, and to see what they were juggling from school to careers to you know being on my team and performing and all that. Women are truly amazing. But we are also very hard on ourselves, and it causes us to, you know, constantly feel like, oh, we're not doing good enough. We're right. not enough. We don't look good enough. We're not thin enough. We're... And those I am statements help me get out of my head and understand that I'm okay. Yeah. And um, and it, it was a— uh, And it, it grounds you. It did. It helps ground you and helps you show up as you. It who did. you truly, authentically are. Yeah. And and I, I love that, and I, I think— the other part of that that I want you to just embellish on a little bit too is, you know, you talk about the, the, I mean, here you were coaching these women, these 20 women every single year, you had so much time to get them into, into shape mentally. Yes. How do you empower, and it's that balance of empowerment and, 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 and uh, education maybe, I'm mm -hmm. not really sure what, but it's, it's getting beneath somebody because, yes, you could tell them what not to do. You could tell them what the standards are and these are the rules. But at the end of the day, if we can't empathize with each other and love each other as women and get beneath each other, and men, that means you supporting women too. I mean, understanding the hats that the women need to wear too. Yes, you need a wife. Yes, you need a lover. Yes, you need a supporter when you get home. But she's got to flip a switch that doesn't come as natural for her, yeah. you know, because that loving and for most women, like, not all women, but yeah. for most women, that loving and supportive uh, thing is there already. But we have to almost turn that off to be who we need to be. So now we've got to turn it back on. And it's not easy, right? So as women, it's great to support each other in that. And men, we need you to support us too and understand, like, Maybe you do, you need to help us make some of those decisions. You know, we don't. We've been making decisions all day. We want you to help make those decisions, right? When, when that's the that's the that's what we were talking about last night. That's the nicest thing to find in a man is when 
you know, you have that guy that says, oh my God, you don't have to cook tonight. Like, I, I got this. I'm going to cook dinner tonight. Or you're not going to cook. I'm going to cook for you. Or, or, I'm, or we're going to go out so you don't have to get in the kitchen and do that after a long day. Like, that means the world for somebody to understand that, you know, there's a balance for this. If you start taking care of a woman, she's going to take care of you back in return. If you remind her that she's a woman, you know, and you remind her of those things, she's going to probably respond more easily to those cues when the time comes, right? Yes. Do you yes. know what I'm saying? I do. I, I, I do understand. Uh, Michael, hi, Michael. Uh, women are starving for a spiritual leader, not a controller. Excellent point. Yes. Excellent point. Yes. Uh, and I know uh, I, I'm bummed, Michael, that we can't talk about this with you because I know that, the, you know, we have, we've had this whole conversation around that. And I, you know, Michael's with a strong woman and I know it is hard sometimes, you know, to balance that, you know, to take for him sometimes as a man to take a step back and sit back and then lovingly and gracefully remind her that he's got her, mm -hmm. you know, and yes. that she's okay because that it is instead of this, you know, we can do this with each other. And I mm -hmm. think that guys, if you're frustrated with women doing that, there is a way to do it, to get beneath them and support them without having to be in competition with them, which is what happens, a competition for all that male, male leadership energy, you know, because everybody's trying to lead. Brent says, do these strong women appreciate chivalry, opening doors, bringing flowers and paying for everything? Yes, yes, and yes. <laughs> Tell <laughs> him yes. Oh, that is so refreshing. It is so refreshing. It's almost unbelievable when it happens. It's just, um, it makes me feel like a really feminine woman when a man does that for me. Mm -hmm. It actually just melts me. <laughs> yeah, we are, uh, we, and again, not to take away from people in other uh, areas, but in the South, we, we love it when a guy opens a door. Oh, yeah. And you know what? I know I love you guys that grab us if we try to open the door in front of you <laughs> and say, no, 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 we got this. Or they pull your chair out or they stand up when you, you get it. I mean, it's chivalry is not dead and good women notice it. Don't we ladies? Yes. Don't we ladies? It's yes. Hard. <laughs> uh, uh, Jody says it's also hard to let men help without the strings attached or feeling like we now owe them something. Ooh. Oh yeah. That's good one, Jody. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big one. Um, that's a, that's a big one. Uh, you know, so here's what I would say to that, because this is probably super important. Uh, there's a yin and a yang, and there is a balance. We talk about, we've talked about the seesaw before. Uh, men not only want to do things for us, ladies, they need to do things. We need to allow them to do things. And if you feel like you owe a man something for them doing something for you, whether that be opening a door, you know, taking you out on a date, you know, or whatever it may be, if he's done something kind for you, that's your wound, not his. Like that's, so many people do things like this just because they want to, it makes them feel good or it's mm -hmm. who they are, Yeah, you know? Yeah. That's, you're exactly right. Because, uh, I, now I've never had that one. Because when a man reached out to help me or set up a nice time for me or a nice date or did something really nice for me, mm -hmm. I never felt like I, I owed him. I just had a, such an appreciation and gratitude towards yeah. him that 
it just meant the world to me. And it could be something simple, yeah. but it was the thought and... That is one of the reasons us women are really about making plans. Like, you know, a man with a plan goes such a long yeah. way. I mean, from that feminine standpoint, if you, and again, I'm not, I'm not dogging you guys because I get it. It has to be hard to live in a world where, you know, men are women and women are men, you know? I mean, it's like, um, did I say that right? Men are men, women are men. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I was thinking, um, but, uh, but it, it's, it's hard to live in that world, and men are being demasculized. Is that the word, demasculized? I don't know why I'm having, I maybe there's some more coffee here. Um, but but demasculated, what is the word? I feel like I'm not saying it right. Demasculated, what is it? Anyway, um, I'm not going to obsess over that. I'm just going to say men don't, men feel like their manhood is taken away from them uh, if they are not if they're not able to do things for a woman, if they're corrected by a woman, if they're scolded by a woman. I just know, I mean, I just, I hear about dates where men and women go out on dates and maybe the woman is very strong on that date or personality strong. She's opinionated, she's direct. Men will get in competition with them versus versus hearing them out and trying to bring that woman, you know, to energy level down to, to feminine and allowing her to be feminine, a lot of men will compete with that energy instead. And we don't want to do that. You know, it's, uh, it is, it is up to the woman to turn it off. So I'm going to, I'm not going to take responsibility away and say, man, it's your job to, to do that for women. Ladies, it's your job to flip that switch. When you walk out of work, it's a, it's a switch flip. It is an off button, right? You can turn the leadership part of it off for you. And now you get to be, now you're free, right? This is your free time. Now you get to be a woman, right? And what does that, what does that mean? That means allowing things in your life. That means allowing yourself to let go in areas, allowing yourself to be who you are, being authentically you, right? And and that also means saying no sometimes to things, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's great that we, I think, have that balance. So we were talking, we, we had this discussion last night. It's great that we have become women that have learned to have a voice because we can balance out our needs with that. It's we can say no when we mean no. We can tell a man if we don't want to go out with them again that, you know, it wasn't there for us. We can do those things because we're strong women. But at the same time, we can be soft and loving too, right? We can, we, it doesn't take, just because we have to do things like that and should do things like that, it doesn't take away from the fact that we are still women and we should still be able to receive love. Yes. It's not about all we can do and give. Right. Right? That's a good point. It really is. Uh, so, uh, so, uh, emasculated. Thank you, God. I knew. <laughs> I knew. Uh, I, it was right there on the tip of my tongue. Okay. Uh, so... So, Shella, um, having coached the Mavs dancers, having, uh, you know, you do, you do a lot of, like, private trainings yes. as well. How do you teach? How do you teach women? Because you learned the lesson. You had to find your feminine energy, your feminine energy. Somebody just <laughs> said, find this, send you off to find it. You yeah. have to figure it out. And for women that don't, that may not have that, uh, maybe they were tomboys or they didn't have that to tap into, how do you how did you, how do you teach a woman to find that? How do you teach them? Well, when I was coaching the Mav dancers, and I would get these 
just incredible young ladies every year that were mine. Mm -hmm. And I had all had a whole year and many of them danced with me for eight, nine, 10 years in a row. Right. So I got the joy to watch them grow. But the one thing that I did was I, I trained them and coached them from the inside out. Mm -hmm. So I, I taught them self-respect. Mm -hmm. And to me, if I could really give them a fundamental understanding of self-respect, I knew no matter what they did, once they left me, that they were going to be to succeed in life. Right. Whether it be in the personal, you know, in their personal relationships, in their career goals. Right. Self-respect, to respect yourself, yeah. your values, your principles, who you are, your moral compass, and be able to have the boundaries to protect that. As you go out into this world that sometimes people don't respect boundaries, to, to hold on to those tight, I would speak about self-respect to these young ladies more than anything else. I think you're right. And that really... That's a really good point. Thank you. It's a really good point. And the, the reason why I think it's so relative here is because we are... In, we've we've had this really, I would say, swift women's movement. I mean, it just, it feels swift to me that, you know, women wanted bigger jobs, bigger, you know, bigger educations, all of that. Now we have them. And, and here we are, you know, and I think there are some women that have been thrust into this place, but don't know how to have, they don't have the internal stuff to back it up. Yes. So they identify the I am is all that hard stuff that they are, you know, all that stuff that people perceive of them in their job and in their work life and who they think they need to be. That's a big one, who they think they need to be instead of who they are and who they should be. And, you know, self-respect is, self-respect is something, Shella, that it, it's, it has to be taught. It has to be something that is owned by the person, you know, I mean, how do you give that to somebody who doesn't have it? Because there are people that don't have it. How do you do it? I mean, you, I guarantee you've had women and, and that, that have come to you that don't know what that is because they weren't, they weren't taught to respect themselves. They didn't have a role model that showed them what that means. Well, and th thank you for saying that. You know, a lot of it is when women learn to respect themselves, they're loving themselves. Yeah. Truly loving themselves and taking care of themselves. And if they can start doing that, it helps them in all areas of life. Yeah. And again, without putting a wall and, and a, you know, a strong, that strong appearance that they sometimes maybe feel like they have to have, instead of doing that, just understanding that they can be exactly who they are, mm -hmm. love themselves, have self-respect. They don't have to get validation from men because mm -hmm. they're, they're perfect just the way they are. Yeah. And I think that whole thing, you know, from a feminine standpoint is that this is where so many independent women are losing it when it comes to love and not, you know, so many of them are single and they'll say, well, men are intimidated by me. You know, and I hear that a lot. So there's two things I say to that whole idea. Number one, men aren't intimidated by you. They are they they themselves are intimidated. It's not anything that you have put out. It's who they are. But, but, uh, if you're not a woman, then he can't be a man. You there is an energy that attracts to one another, and these women that 
go into relationships or, you know, they, their, their friendships with men, they, it puts you in a different category if you're not a woman, if you're not a female, if you're not feminine, it puts you in a different light in a different category. Men aren't going to look at you that way, right? I mean, they could be like the maps, dress sexy. They're going to, they're going to, they're going to want you know, that's when they're going to want, like, that's, you can't, you can't just dress sexy and not be a woman, right? Because, or, or respect yourself, because then it's just going to be about sex. And yeah. then you wonder why, you know, men just want you for sex. Well, you dress sexy. You got to back that up with self-respect and all the other things, you know, that yeah. go with it. Yes. And women are trying so hard to be men and to, you know, put up that facade of being strong and I don't need a man. And I hear that a lot too. You do. I don't need a man. Yeah. You may not need him to buy you a car or buy you a house or take care of you financially or buy you a drink. I know there's a country song out there like that. <laughs> um, I can buy my own drink. But, but having said that, you may not need the man to do that, but we want a man to do the, the heavy lifting as far as the leadership stuff in the relationship, right? right. That's what we need men for. And I think... I think accepting that and understanding that is is a big, that's a big part of it, right? It is. And, you know, for me, I need a man and I had to learn how to allow someone in my life, yeah. give him room yeah, to be a man in my life. Because I had always, I'm self-made. I had taken, you know, since an early age, I'm self-sufficient, independent, you know, built a company. I meant all this stuff. So I had to learn how to allow a man into my life and open it up for him to be a man. You know, and I know it's, it's a big question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. How did you, how did you do that? Because I would say I can understand that and I can relate to that. I really can. But I think it's, you know, you can learn it. You can learn how to do that and exude that energy, but you also have to practice it. It is, it is not something, it does come easier and easier the more you do it, but there still is, there still is a conscious process that needs to take place. You know, like you had said, you'd read your I am list before your date so that you were clear on standing who, with who you were and who you are. Um, but at the same time, it's also, you know, if, if we are like talking about feminine energy and energy of, you know, gentleness and ease and, you know, being a good listener and things like that and being supportive and that, that feminine energy you have to show up that way. Yeah. You have to know what it is, and then you have to show up that way. And and I learned it's a choice. Yeah, it's actually a choice. You you that you know us women we we have to make on a day to day basis. And yes, when we're meeting you know men, and a gentleman will be attracted to a lady, a yes. classy lady. Yeah, and so if you're a classy lady and you have self respect, you're going to attract a gentleman. Yeah. And ladies here, that's such a great point, which leads me to the thing that I always say, and I'm going to say it again, allow a man to pursue you. You know, you're going to throw the balance of everything. I don't, I don't care how amazing you are and how brave you are and how cool you are. You can walk over to that man. It's like I told Shella last night, it's almost <laughs> like the, the, an episode of The Bachelor at a party or a bar. A good looking guy comes in and the woman, women just swarm over to him like it's a competition. The guy's going to notice the woman that's not doing that. 
Yeah. He's going to want the one that's not. And I know you guys, and we this is important. I know you guys have said, and if Psychic Brad was here, he'd be talking about it. <laughs> I love a woman to do that for me, to come, you know, to show me she's interested and hit on me. Yeah, you love it until it overcomes you because that's who she is and she's going to keep doing it. Right. Until the energy, and like, then yeah. You're like, whoa. Yeah. So... So we, but we were saying like, you guys can't provide a double standard there too. Like if you want a woman to be assertive and aggressive, you can't, you know, and she comes after you, you can't complain later when she turns into, she's like a raging, you know, B word. Right. Right. I mean, because if she's strong and she's that confident and she's that, uh, unrestricted and doesn't follow the feminine masculine rules, right? Or traditional rules. She's going to, that's who she is. And that's the other, that's who she's going to be for the rest of the relationship. So you've got a choice to make. If you want a woman that's going to allow you to take the lead, then you've got to find a woman that shows you that to begin with, you know? That, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so guys, I, there's an expectation for you guys out there, um, to also, also be aware of that part of it. So if you want a feminine woman and you're complaining, which you have, like, I can't find a woman that wants a man to be chivalrous. I can't find a woman that is soft and sweet and is looking for a gentleman like I am. It, you're attracting the wrong women. You're not, you're not looking for the right thing also. That which you are attracting is also attracting you. So there are two forces at work. And ladies, Guys aren't a prize. We don't have to compete for them. It's not like in the in the office where you had to go compete for a you know a job or you know it's it's not it's not the same thing. And and I think strong women think there's well there's nothing wrong with it. There's no reason I can't approach a man. There is no reason you can't approach a man. But you've just thrown off off the balance of that relationship by by taking charge, and you know and and then wondering you know how you get that man to lead you know, and, and wonder why you have to do all the work. Well, you started it, you know? Yeah. It was set up you that way. You started it. Yes. Yeah. You did the work from the beginning. Yeah. If you sit back and let a man work for you, you know, and I'm not saying be a challenge, but it's not a bad idea. I mean, whatever happened to those days, Yeah. you know, let a, a man wants to work for it. They want a little bit of a challenge, whether they say it or not, a man, anything that's too easy to get He's going to, he's going to be bored with it really, really quickly. Where if you are a lady and you are a woman and you allow that man to continually, continually pursue you, which is masculine and feminine, right? There's, there's that whole energy of that. If you allow a man to pursue you, he will, he will step back, sit back and let him. Yeah. Like you're so right about that because, you know, as you tell me, well, men want feminine women, but then they want a woman to pursue them. I'm thinking, well, those aren't the same things because feminine women, yeah. you know, just in, in a general term is not where we, I'm not going to pursue a man <laughs> because I want a man to pursue me. Yeah. And to me, that's part of being feminine is letting a man pursue me and court me and date me. You guys aren't doing it as much as you used to. And I just, I really, and I say this, I'm, I, I say this from a standpoint as a matchmaker and a dating coach, you guys have, and I'm, I'm not going to blame you for getting lazy because you have gotten lazy. But the reason you've gotten lazy is because women 
have have stepped up to the plate and they're doing your job. Yeah. So stop letting women do your job, guys. Make a plan. Step in where you can. Lead. If you want to lead, just lead. And it's okay to lovingly show a woman and tell a woman to sit back. I mean, my husband did it to me. Like, Jennifer, what can I do for you? If he wouldn't have said that, it, I, the light bulb would have never gone off for me, you know, years ago. It would have never gone off for me that I wasn't being that person, right? I wasn't allowing him to be a man. He wanted to be so bad. Yeah. And he probably regretted that, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> he probably regretted that. Babe, there's water in the car, and I can't carry that up the stairs. And yeah, uh, we we learned really quickly how good that was to have a good a good man that wanted to do things for you and, and knew how to lead. So uh, there is an energy of that too. Uh, and you know, Tina says, ladies, don't chase or don't chase or pursue. Yeah, ladies, if you would stop doing that, it would allow the men to step back and get back in their natural role of doing that, right? It drives yes. me crazy. Every time I have parties, every time I have parties, I it shocks me. And Shell and I lovingly are dinosaurs. We are. That's why we love each other. We're <laughs> soul sisters. We both are dinosaurs when it comes to uh, values and traditional values. And and. It, it's not, people like us won't accept any less than that, right? Right. And But you women need to stop doing it too because you just because a man isn't stepping up doesn't mean you have to. If he's not stepping up, he's not a man that can step up. So take that as a sign. If he's not coming to you, he doesn't want you. And if he does want you and you're getting buying signs, signs from him that he wants you, let him come to you. Let him lead because he'll be happier, you know, pursuing that relationship. He'll be more into you. Don't go after a man, right? Yeah. Ladies, be the tequila, not the lime. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay. Uh, anything else you want to add in? Any final statements that you would like to add in? You know, the only thing that keeps coming to my mind is, you know, Last night when we had, you know, a long talk and then today and then your listeners and, you know, people that follow you is if we can bring back respect, honor and dignity yeah. back into relationships and life yeah. and life in general, you know, because that's what I noticed. There's not a lot of respect yeah. now, you know, in, in dating and in other parts of life. Yeah. <laughs> You know, as I watch what the world ha is happening in our world, it's almost a reflection of how people date, too. Yeah, and like you said last night, you have to be that first. Yeah. I mean, just repeat that. You People want something they're not. Are you being that? Yeah. And, you know, people, you know, you, you'll, I, I, I watch men, well, list, this is what I want in a woman, and right. a woman will list, this is what I want in a man. Mm -hmm. And my first question to them is, is that who you are? Right. Because you need to make sure you are what you're wanting first mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and what you can bring into a relationship. Yeah, so you do. You need to know You need to know who you are, what you bring in. And um, when you honor and respect yourself, Tina says, we won't tolerate anything less. I love it. I like Tina. Yeah, I like Tina. <laughs> you would love Tina. I love you Tina. Love her. Uh, but but I, I agree with you, Shella, wholeheartedly in the fact that, you know, that's – 
so often people are looking, you know, for, you know, for unconditional love. They're looking for, what, what is the saying? People looking for unconditional love with a bag full of conditions. Yes. Right? It's like sometimes you need to look in the mirror and, and figure out where you're going wrong or where you need to provide or where you need to step up because what you're attracting is part of who you are. And I've said that before and I'll say it again. So that's so, so important. And so ladies, if you are not attracting a leader, if you're not attracting that guy that is a man to you and, and can lead in that relationship, maybe you're the one not allowing that. So step back and look at your energy. Ladies, really quick to wrap this up. Um, I always recommend to my late, uh, female clients that you write out as many adjectives as you can about what fem if you're if you're having a hard time with femininity. What does femininity mean? What is the energy of a fem of femininity of a and if you have a hard time coming up with adjectives, which some people do, <laughs> some people can't even come up with one. But if you do, then ask your try thinking of a feminine woman. Try thinking of a woman that you would describe as feminine. We get Audrey Hepburn, uh, Jennifer Aniston, different energies like that. What what are those personality traits? And sometimes it's just learning how to emulate those. If you don't have them, if you weren't given them, if you weren't taught them, if you weren't raised like that, um, that's okay. You can learn them by modeling them after somebody that has them. So we need to we need to get back to being women if we want men to be men, right? Yes. And uh, and men, you need to start holding women accountable to that too. Um, hopefully you will. Uh, okay. So, uh, Jenny has, is a fellow dinosaur also. I love it. <laughs> Hi, Jenny. <laughs> uh, okay. So thank you all for joining us. Shella, thank you for being oh, thank here. Thank you for having me. And I, thank, thank you, you know, everybody that follows you for, you know, joining us today. I really appreciate it. Yeah, no, thank we you, have Jennifer. some amazing conversations and, uh, I couldn't think of anybody better to have this conversation with than one of the most feminine, sweetest, kindest, oh. most loving women that I know in my life. And uh, I hope you all uh, took something from the conversation. And uh, we will see you uh, next week back on Wednesday uh, for Love Building Podcast. Thanks Thank for joining you. us. This is Jennifer. Thanks for listening today. And please subscribe to the podcast. Every single week, we'll have new information. And if you'd like to find out more information or if you have any questions, please go to my website at lovegen.com or you can find me on Facebook at my personal page, Jennifer Styers.